Hello, everyone. Happy New Year! Welcome to the third Asia Business Club podcast, which is also our first podcast from the year 2022. I'm Juliet, the Marketing and Communications Director of Asia Business Club this year. Today, we are more than honored to have invited Ms. Shelley Liu, the Global Vice President of L'Oreal, to join us in this session. She is an international marketing executive with 16 years of working experiences at world-leading cosmetic companies L'Oreal and Estee Lauder in France and in the UK. Hi, Shelley. Thanks for being here. Hello, hello, everyone at Imperial College London. Thank you so much, Julia, for having me today. Great. So, um, could you like start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself and also your career journey? With pleasure. I grew up in Taiwan. My parents are Taiwanese. We moved to Thailand when I was six years old because of my father's business, and I went to international school, Bangkok there, all the way till sort of 18, and then uh, yeah, and then went back to Taiwan for university, then to UK, Aston Business School for masters, and then started a career in the UK, became a citizen there. Then about 11 years ago, destiny called, and I moved to France to work for L'Oreal. Great. So um, I'm just wondering, as an Asian and a female professional working in France in in UK, were there any cultural or language barriers that you had to overcome? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. Probably more the culture part. I think I was very, very fortunate to have had the opportunity to go to basically have the experience of leading an international sort of cultural experience as a child and uh, acquiring a new language in a American school. So language wasn't so much a barrier for me and it actually became a huge asset. But I definitely feel the cultural shift when I moved from not just from Taiwan to Bangkok, but also to um, Europe. And I think this is the beauty of culture. Everywhere in the world, each community has its own set of etiquettes, rules, dynamic. It's all about quick adaptation, going into it with a lot of open-mindedness and respectfulness for a new culture and environment, but also having the muscle to very quickly identify and recalibrate what is the right way forward and finding our place there and then being able to flourish and, and shine in a different way that it reinvents ourselves. So um, do you have like any suggestions for fresh graduates or a young person who also wish to pursue a career in competitive landscape like Europe, like you? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I would say, first of all, work on the inside. Once they land in Europe, recalibrate themselves and define what is their new alignment. So what value systems are important to them, what they want to do, and how do they define a purpose that resonates with them. I think joy comes from you know cultivating a career, but make sure that the ladder is really identified and, and lined up against the wall that means something for you purposefully in the long term. So I would suggest that, you know, choosing how you're spending those years of your life, make sure that it's going towards a organization that has a purpose so that while you build your career and invest your labor into it, you are also contributing to become a change agent, a positive change agent in the world. 
I think as global educating global citizens, we all have the duty to be improving our communities, bringing value to be a positive change agent. Governments and organizations and corporates ha- especially has a duty to do that, and at a larger scale as well. So um, we've talked a lot about like how working in Europe is like, and also the psychology factor of like how to be successful. So um, I believe a lot of audience will also be interested in knowing what is the working life like in L'Oreal. So mm. um, Michelle, can you share a little bit more, like what is a typical workday like for you, and also, um, you know, being in such a dynamic FMCG industry, how do you cope with stress, and how do you like work things out? Yeah, that's a great question. I have worked for 16 years in the cosmetics industry, and I started off working at Estee Lauder in the UK, which is the largest affiliate at the time outside of its home country in the US. Then I came to France, L'Oreal at the headquarters, and I've been here for 11 years now. And I have to say, I'm very fortunate to have built a career and also, you know, immerse myself in, in highly competitive and fast moving and healthily competitive environments. So there is no typical day for us in these type of roles because consumer is changing a lot. Uh, the world is shifting very fast. So even for a marketer and for a professional like marketing, which is a very established one. Every day it's about reinventing ourselves, keeping up with the consumer and how they evolve. And yeah, reinventing and, and recrafting a business mix that will be compelling for our consumers. In terms of our lives, I think it's really very divided into you know the business part and then the human part. So business, it's all about winning, conquest, and challenging ourselves, growing, and bringing value to the world positively to our consumers as well. From a human side, I think there's always the joy of working alongside people who are world-class in this environment, people who are highly driven, intelligent, stimulated, ambitious, and being a part of the army that are all bringing their A-games and functioning at a very high level. This is very, very stimulating. And, you know, building great human relationships with our colleagues. I think at the end of the day, it's really about who of those people that we met along the way that we respect, cherish, and want to keep in our lives. And that's really the, you know, the treasure of a lifetime. And then there's the great joy of building teams, developing talents, nurturing them, and feeling like as a manager, we can make a difference to our direct team's quality of life and on a daily basis, you know, quality of life at work and then the quality of life on a long-term trajectory because it's really a coaching process of helping young talents to find their life purpose as well and in in a way that aligns with their talents to grow and and invest in their labor in a purposeful way. So long story short, um, no two days are the same, but the same with a lot of professions, but every day is very, very stimulating. So um, what do you think are something that you found is like most challenging throughout your Mm -hmm. um, career journey then? Mm, I think Every, of course, like in life, in a career, there's always challenges that come up, but I actually find those challenges very thrilling. 
I think one of the thrilling things, but also time uh, energy consuming things has been continuously reinventing ourselves and pushing ourselves to our max in terms of learning capabilities, the hunger to excel, to improve, to grow, to expand. And, you know, in where I'm working on right now, it's always pulling something out from our gut every day in terms of a vision, a creativity, a new concept, a new something that we imagine out of thin air that we we create into a product or service that brings value and that you know materializes in the world so they aren't challenges in the long run they might be challenges you know on a monthly basis to say oh my god we've we've got to you know how do we reimagine this how do we outdo ourselves in our business unit once again so they're really really healthy challenges that are thrilling and I think um, the growth journey never really ends. Speaking of challenges that we talked about just now, what do you think it's like the biggest challenges the FMCG industry is facing today? Like we know we have pandemic right now. So is there any changes or strategy at L'Oreal, you think? Absolutely. After the pandemic, uh, there has been a huge shift into redefining what luxury means. It's health, it's time, it's being with the people that we love, because a lot of that was taken away in 2020. So we see that reflected in consumers' choices. They're very focused on finding products that are good for the environment, are good for them, uh, good for their skin, for their hair, with clean ingredients and products that are sustainable. Also in terms of the communication, they resonate a lot more with authenticity, perhaps more sort of a glamorous, over-the-top tone of voice or perhaps visual images that, that were pretty efficient before 2020. Also, I was just wondering, um, you know, as an expert focusing on consumer goods, what do you think are some emerging trends opportunities you foresee in this field in 10 years? Yeah, I think in terms of, um, f for sure, there's going to be a bigger push towards companies' commitments in terms of what we're doing for the world and environment. So whether it's climate, water, biodiversity, resources, empowering a global business system or contributing to the challenges of the world, this will be a, a huge undertone for all industries. So that's the big trend. I would say that the product point of view doesn't change. What consumers require as non-negotiables for their purchase intent stays the same, but in the composition of the mix, whether it's ingredient, packaging, communication, media, will shift a lot. Shift towards where? Towards what is good for the environment? What is good for the consumer? How is it cleaner? How does it feed towards the new luxuries that were defined post-pandemic? You know, health. How is it healthier for me because health is a new luxury? And uh, how is it better serves my quality of life? Yeah, I think it's definitely it's something that is emerging. And I think a lot of the new talents who are joining this industry would also have to like pay heavy attention in this as well. Finally, I just want to ask, um, what suggestions would you give to, you know, Asian students who wants to pursue a career in such a dynamic industry? 
Um, one of the key skill sets I would suggest any young Asian talents who are establishing themselves and, and creating this transition is the skill set of assertiveness. Um, assertiveness is something that we can uh, easily acquire. And I think for students you know, who are listening to this podcast today who are in a fantastic institution like Imperial College London, competency and intelligence, it's there, it's a given. Assertiveness is the amplifier that will unlock the potential of an Asian talent because we're still limited a lot by the the Asian game rules where you have to be very quiet and you have to wait for everyone else to speak and so that's almost a limiting factor that needs to be removed and cracked very quickly however it doesn't happen that fast because it's undoing a lifetime of habits so engaging very focused and deliberate corrective measures to not change that but to add another hat and skill set to say when i'm in asia i know how to operate when i'm in the west i'm going to gain a new hat and perspective i can shift between composures very easily and i can function in both naturally So assertiveness is something that once you acquire, you're able to unleash all of your knowledge, competencies and potentials in both sides of the world. And then after that, once you're able to flourish and be yourself, and then you can shine from there and build your career from there. It's not that we want to be trained to become more aggressive at all. But I think the underlining objective behind this is authenticity. We want to be able to show up as who we are in the right environment. You can only build real relationship or trusting relationship when you're able to have your personal boundaries and um, also being a, a person that in your work environment can respect and connect and understand. And I often find that Asian talents, because of operating at a different code, makes a European counterpart not really know how to engage and therefore it's really hard to establish a a relationship and therefore advancing to have strong alliances at work. So assertiveness is very, very important. It means having the confidence to let go of the fear. A lot of the limiting beliefs or perhaps habits that serve us very well in an Asian environment, but it's completely different in the West. So that's something I would I would definitely recommend everyone to do. I would like to really thank Shelly for joining us today. And that brings us to the end of today's session. Thank you so much for sharing really such inspiring stories. And I'm sure everyone who is listening would have like learned a lot. As for the audience, thanks a lot for tuning in. And we hope that you find today's podcast interesting. And we wish everyone a happy new year. And we hope to see you again in our next podcast. Thank you.